0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. How are you doing? Hopefully you all had a very Merry Christmas and you are preparing for a happy new year. I am in this in-between period, and it is a period of maybe not so much relaxation, but um, I'm off work, uh, not doing any work, no work today. Um, So I decided, you know what? seems like a good opportunity to hit record talk about sports cards and talk about this damn hobby. I can't believe we're about to close up on another year. Got a lot on my mind like I always do. We're going to get into that. I just want to say, man, you're probably experiencing some extreme weather. Maybe not. Maybe all you people on the left coast from down south are laughing their asses off at all of us Midwesterners and people who live in the Northeast and uh, abound, Uh, but man, it's been fucking cold. It like, I, I was an idiot and I tried to go out for a run and I got about a mile out and literally I couldn't feel my fingers and I had all the gear on. And that's just the type of uh, weather we are experiencing. I guess tis the season good for the holidays, white Christmas. That was, was nice um, but outside of that, man, I've been holed up indoors, eating a lot of food, grubbing. Are you all getting your holiday eats on? Hitting those calorie goals, getting those cookies in, um, all the casseroles and fun stuff that goes along with the holiday season. You know you're going to put on an extra bit. Um, just get those workouts, in, workout in when you can. That's my mentality, man. I'm a corned beef hash guy. I love corned beef hash. I had the opportunity, um, went out to brunch on uh, Christmas Eve and uh, got a bunch of corned beef hash, got the eggs on top and you know the hash Browns and the whole thing. Just keep it rolling. and I think my favorite part as I've grown older, uh, the holiday season, not only enjoying uh, watching my daughter go through it, but man, it's just the food, the food rules. So shout out to everyone who is putting on a few LBs uh, in between Christmas and New Year's. Um, it's part of it. It's part of it. I'll say this. I am recording this on Monday night, and I should be really excited because there's a Monday night football game in Indianapolis, but I'm not, (laughs) if you've been paying attention at all. uh, My Colts are putrid. We're looking towards the future. Justin Herbert, the hobby heartthrob, is in town tonight. Um, As I record this, um, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Probably going to be ugly, uh, but it just sucks. It's just like, man, looking at the schedule at the start of the season, it's like friends in town. Monday Night Football game against two teams that probably should be in the playoffs. That is not the case for us. So I have been sitting here evaluating, like who is the quarterback of the future? Who should I be wanting? How should I be going about this? And it's really hard because I I'm a, a long term picture guy, but I also am very in the moment when it comes to games and teams. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but just I am. We couldn't hit fast forward on the season enough, which sucks, but it is what it is. But I have been enjoying my Indiana Pacers. Um, shout out to Tyrese Halliburton for um, just melting faces and telling uh, Wally Zerbiak to shut the fuck up in more words than less. The guy is unbelievable. His determination and competitiveness has been just such a fun thing to see. Just splashing threes, distributing the ball. Really fun young player. My dad and I are going to the Cavs game. Uh, that was a Christmas gift uh, that I gave him going to the Cavs game on the other side of this episode. Um, should be fun. Um, I sh- While I'm keeping it in the family, want to shout out to my brother Kyle at McGrath's Cards. Uh, good feedback this is a tradition we have bringing him on the podcast around the holiday season. Hopefully you got an opportunity to kind of just like get some perspective on his evolution uh in the hobby. I like to bring him on a couple times a year especially around the holidays because it's kind of like the end of the season, but just to talk a little bit about his progression. I think we all go through progression in the hobby and I think the more that we can communicate and vocalize what we're doing, how we're doing it, what we like, what we don't like, um that's a really good thing. I don't I think you heard Kyle talk about just connectedness to specific players and types of cards based on things that he values, like rarity and scarcity. And so while you might not collect the same type of players, or maybe you value different attributes, I think it's really good to keep an open line of communication going. And I think as I'm entering and thinking about the Stacking Slabs podcast and beyond, I am thinking a lot about just this idea and what are the questions that we need to answer on this show and through other channels that can help elevate the role of the collector in this community. I'll tell you this right out of the gates, right off the top, I feel and I believe and I have a lot of conviction around this that 2022 was a very, very good year for the sports card collector. I know from my personal experience, I got the opportunity to have a shot or acquire cards at a level that I was not anticipating, and that is a really good thing. There's a big line and a big separation in, in segments, and the most important one that we can call out as collectors are, we want to buy cards because we're building something. It is an escape. It makes us feel something, but we value the card over the monetary value. We don't it's not like we don't buy these cards because we don't want their value to go up. That's silly, that's nonsense, that's funny business. We buy these cards because they are personally significant because they remember that they, they tie to a story, they connect back to something else in our collection and for a myriad of other reasons. The reason that we don't is to buy, hold for 2 seconds and flip and try to make a buck or two. Not putting down the flippers, I've talked about it, I've been on record. I think the flippers hold a very, very important role in the hobby, but I'll tell you what, my hobby operating looks a lot less like the NFT and the crypto market, and it looks a lot more like just collecting damn damn cards that I cherish. I think you know it's easy to point fingers and think about things like, and I've been on this tirade recently just because it's seems silly and it seems ridiculous of just the hype period and all that has gone on with just like these young, unproven quarterbacks. And we have seen on full display people like Zach Wilson, who I think you put the numbers next to a Josh Rosen, you put the numbers next to a Jamarcus Russell, not working out. And he's it's not worked out in uh, New York. And he maybe will get another chance somewhere. Maybe not. Uh, But I think it's very, uh, we're on pace where we can say, okay, this guy, was picked where he was picked, and we can probably start calling him a bust. But Then you see other people that are spending thousands and thousands of dollars on his cards before the season. The, my thought around that is you people are buying those cards because they want to flip the cards to make a margin off of those cards, as opposed to me saying, I'm such a Zach Wilson fan. I'm going to spend $60,000 on this car, and I don't care what happens. That's just not how it works, and that's not how... I think, um, how I view my time spent in the hobby and how I think it's, uh, the time I spend that is productive. And I think we learn and we go through these evolutions and we might not be at the evolution ever, hopefully not where we're spending 60 K on a Zach Wilson card. Um, but we have gone through these motions and we've gone through the L's and it's, it's a part of our journey in the hobby, but. What I can tell you about myself as a collector and what I can tell you about just a lot of the conversations and interactions I've had seems like a lot of people out there have found their footing and are buying really great cards that they love. And people are fired up because there's a platform and a space to talk about collecting sports cards as opposed to how much something is going up and what can I buy now that I can find an arbitrage opportunity, and make a few bucks on the side. I'm here not because I'm trying to make money. I'm here because I like fucking sports cards. Don't you, too? Don't you like collecting sports cards? I'll say this. I want to shout out my man Drake at Drake's PC. Talk about content. Talk about collector content, and I am loving seeing more and more. He put on a Drew Brees Top 10 Showcase uh, this past week. Love the passion. I love watching these pieces of content. Because it gives me the opportunity to connect with other people, even if I don't collect that specific player. I saw some of the best Drew Brees cards I've ever seen, and it opens my mind with, on oh, here's a product, here's a set, here's a parallel, here's something that I should be pursuing or going down. So there was if you're not if you did not get a chance to check that out, go check it out on uh, Drake's Instagram. Uh, but I love these showcases. It is a very great way to. Um, feel the passion and to learn. And so I think what I have found is I've seen more and more people are putting them out there. And I think there's someone out there that has a goal of hosting a new showcase every week in 2023. And I'll say this, and I think we all do at some level. We'll shout out my man, Kevin Randall to Captain37. We all kind of fall from his showcase tree. It's like a coaching tree, um, but it's a showcase tree. And so I feel like Anyone who's been a part of his early Manning Brady uh, showcases, everyone has that experience and like, damn, that was fun. Like, I learned a ton. I want to go buy cards that I'm meeting new people and meeting friends. And so, someone in the early days, one of the first Brady showcases um, I've been following, I hit follow after that. And that's my man, Mike at Joe Montana 16 Collector. Um, he's going to be on Stacking Slabs this Friday. And we're going to talk about why he wants to put on a sh- new showcase every week. I'm fired up about this. Gives me something to do. He's got one coming up, um, I think the first Thursday in January. And so and he, you're going to listen to him. He's going to talk about why he wants to do this. And he's going to talk about what it means to him. And I'm excited to share that. So make sure you t- tune in. Joe Montana Collector 16. Joe Montana 16 Collector. I'm going to get it right. Um, this Friday on the Stacking Slabs podcast. Talking about nerding out, talking about collecting, I got a moment um, before everyone in my house woke up and sometimes I just take a little jaunt up to the stairs and don't bring my phone. I don't bring anything. I just open up the PC case and I start thumbing through and I think it's really good to visit your cards, (sighs) spend some time with your cards, look at your cards and just that one-to-one contact. You start to feel the connection, and you can also start to say, "You know what? This card or two has been in my PC for some time. There's another card or two are out there, and so if I want to buy that card, this one might be on the chopping block." But I was uh, my intention when I spent some time a couple days ago wasn't for that. It was just like looking and appreciating. And through this, I found a couple, four cards as a matter of fact that connected in some way. And I took a picture and this was my Peyton Manning Andrew Luck quad pick that I put up on Instagram. And it was the 2012 Gold Finest of Manning and Luck. And the 2014 totally certified Platinum Golds of Manning and Luck. And I never really had thought, oh, I've got these cards and they all connect in some way. But as I was thumbing through, I realized this. And so then I took the picture and put it on Instagram. And that just made me feel something. Uh, it, it strengthened these cards that are in my collection more now that there's a connection point. And I immediately thought back of Manning returning to Indianapolis in that game when the Colts won on Sunday Night Football when the Broncos were undefeated, and I triggered these thoughts of the playoff game between Manning and Luck, where Luck prevailed. So Luck ended up being 2-0 versus Manning, which is kind of wild, and a good little trivia spot, just in case you need one in your back pocket. But this taking this photo, it strengthened this connection, and I just think the more time that we spend with our cards, the more time we thumb through, um, figure out what we like, figure out maybe what we don't necessarily like, or maybe what is... His time has been spent in our PCs. That's a really good thing. And I think the other thing that I've noticed too is just I've seen a lot of people posting year end um, favorite pickups, which is awesome. It's been really good content to follow on um, Instagram, people sharing their favorite cards, top 10 pickups, all this stuff. And I love the year end list. But I saw this after a while and I I said to myself, you know what? Like we're all posting these cards that we picked up this year. I wonder if they're going to be there in our collections next year? And that was a question that I was exploring. And I just thought about my own experience and looking at cards. And I think so often as ambitious collectors, we always want to buy cards that we keep on our PC forever. Sometimes, and I think when we have intention with our collecting, we are able to see that more. And so the intention with our collecting is something that I am definitely going to spend more time doing this year, and that is building a list. I want to build the list of cards that I'm going after in 2023 so I can set some standards, set some rules, set some regulations. I have never operated with a list, but there's plenty of really smart and successful collectors who've come on this podcast this year who've talked about a list. And I said, okay, I hear you. I'm going to build the list. So, but then there's this other side where we are, we react to things that are coming at us. And sometimes we react to fill the void and we buy a card and we enjoy the card for a period of time. But then when judgment day happens, when we need to upgrade or move towards another card that we need to consolidate towards, those are the first cards to go. And so that's why I had this moment and this feeling, this self reflection that said, you know what? Love this. Love people sharing their cards. But what I want to know is what are the cards that you've held for another year? Like, what are those cards? What are the veteran cards in your PC, the grizzled veterans that one judgment day comes and there's a consolidation opportunity? They're the survivors. These are important because they evade your process and they don't get sucked into your process. And so my process is I have a general idea of what I want to buy. And I mentioned how I'm going to be more intentional. And the list is coming in 2023. And I track that son of a bitch down and I get that card because I'm on a mission and I am on a pursuit. I think we when I buy these cards, I group together other cards in the PC that I send over to consignment to cover it. Shout out my who I use, volume accumulation. Love the service. Chris does an unbelievable job. Been a big fan if you're looking for someone, go check out his stuff. But I just send boxes, send, he, he takes raw cards, graded cards. And what typically what I try to do is I try to cover the cost of whatever the card is that I'm going to buy. And I also try to maybe do a little more because when you get funds back that cover the cost and then you have a little more, it feels like you, it's like, you're like the candy store. It's like, shit, I got an extra 1k to go buy a card. It's just nice. You can then map that 1K that's extra that you've already, you cover everything, you got that extra $1,000 and you're like, okay, let me look at my list. Now, do I go buy a car that's around this that's on my list or do I hold this because it'll help me buy something that's you know 3 or 4K? I like, that's my process, okay? That's how I operate. Now, the cards that circumvent this process, they're like Teflon. They, they, they have no movement. They look at you when I'm doing Judgment Day, and I don't even think about it, putting it in the pile, because that is a card that just, it has it, it, it built a reputation in my PC. I could not think to let it go, and probably some of these things are the story of buying it, the connection with the card, the traits like rarity and scarcity, the ability to get this card back if I let it go. I think we all should rank our collections. And we should rank our collections around those traits that are important to us because we should always have movement. And unless you have a million dollars, and I know there's a lot of sports card content creators and uh, people out there that are just you know, the, the most important people on the planet who don't even blink twice at a million dollars. And I know they're out there. So this content is not for them. They don't need to take this advice. But I would imagine a majority of the people out there that are listening to Stacking Slaps podcasts are... People who have jobs, have responsibilities outside of cards, uh, are supporting a family, are paying bills, and you've got that sliver of cash that's dedicated to the hobby. And you need to make things happen. And you need to make movement happen in order to acquire cards that are coming up and servicing. I'm guessing that's you. So for me, having the process is important. I think it's like expansion draft. You you know, when you, I remember when I was a kid, the Raptors and the Grizzlies, we're drafting and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this expansion draft thing? And then I learned like, okay, well, you know, your team Pacers, they can, they can, they can protect six guys. And this was like at the height of the Pacers being awesome. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to protect, uh, you know, our starters, which, you know, Mark Jackson, Reggie Miller, you know, Derek McKee, Dale Davis, Rick Smith. And, and then all of a sudden it's like Antonio Davis is gone and he's in Toronto. It's like, what the hell? It's like, well, he just didn't fall and he wasn't one of those top guys according to the amount of amount we can protect within our team. I view my cards in a similar fashion. I, You can only protect so many and I'm protecting these certain cards from the process because they've already lived in the future state of my collection. And that future state of my collection is where I want my entire collection. I want that entire collection to be fitting within the parameters of those best cards in my PC. I think collections evolve and players' attributes. The cards shine, and we try to build our new collection more around those examples as we shed previous collecting skin or something like that. That's how I'm thinking about it. I think it's important to have a process. Hopefully you have a process and you have goals going into your 2023. I know I've been buying like... A freaking maniac. I think my public service announcement, especially around this season, is buy something for yourself. I think it is really important to buy something for yourself. And don't just go buy a card just to buy a card. But buy a card that you're going to keep. And my buying a card for myself this time last year was after Jonathan Taylor ran the ball game winner against the Patriots around Christmas time. I was at the game, it was so awesome. Instead of going out to eBay and buying a Jonathan Taylor card and paying the premiums premium, I bought the Adrian James uh Tops Finest Gold 99 PSA 10 rookie card. And I think that is a card that is still in my PC, that is a card that will will never leave my PC. And I think we should be proud of adding to the PC and buying for ourselves. I think sounds like a lot of you out there have been on buying sprees and it's been awesome. I think the Christmas for collectors after Christmas is when those mail days start coming in. So share your damn cards that you're getting. Your Christmas after Christmas mail day cards. Post those things. Tag me. I want to see them. I'm going to repost those things. And if you're not already, follow me across all those social channels at Stacking Slabs and make sure you tell a damn friend you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. I've been buying a lot of cards. I've been uh, one of the other, other things that I, I love, and I don't know if this card will land by the time this goes live, but you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to talk it into existence because I know it's coming my way because it came from a friend, and I love deals with friends. And shout out, Drake, it's your second mention on the podcast. But he upgraded a, his copy of 2022 Select Ringside Gold the rock, the great one. If you smell ah, what the rock is cooking, the great one, the Brahma Bowl, I needed that card. And it was one of those things where Drake put it up there and I couldn't get it out of my mind. Couldn't get this card out of my mind. I said, "Why? why don't you buy this card? Buy this card. You want this card. You love the rock. You want another rock piece in the PC. You love ringside gold selects. And I was playing this in my head. Okay, so this is my buddy who's got this card. He's looking to get rid of it because he just upgraded. You want this card. It fits within your PC. What, what what are you dragging your feet for? And we do this as collectors, I think, sometimes. We drag our feet and we try to get ourselves to not buy a cards. Buy cards sometimes. Which you wake up. And you keep thinking about it. And I knew I had a back and forth with Drake one night last week, and we were talking about price and this and that. And I was talking about some of the other stuff that I was seeing. And said, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna walk away. And if this card you don't sell it and you want to talk again, let me know. Well, what happened then? So you you wake up the next morning, and all you can do is think about this card. And you're like, should I have walked away from this card? Um, no, because you keep thinking about it. Then you go on a walk and then you go for eat lunch and you're, you're, you're drinking coffee and you're, all you can think about is this, this card. And you're just like, why is it, if, if this card ends up in someone else's PC, I'm going to be pissed. There's 10 copies. And then if this card appears again, will I ever be able to get it at the price that Drake is offering? So all these thoughts came rushing in my mind. And then finally, after this moment where I said, you want this card, dude, get this card. I shot Drake a uh, rock gift, you know, him doing just bring it, which I was signifying I want this card, even though I told you I was walking away. And I acquired this card. And tis the season to be happy about card acquisitions and pickups. I can't wait to get that one in my PC. I'm going to post it right away. I love The Rock. I love ringside golds. I love scarcity. I love everything. I love it. So I'm fired up to get that. Shout out, making deals with your friends. The more deals that we can make with our friends, the better. You know why? There's no fees. There's no bullshit. There's no waiting. There's no people not paying. It's straight up the, what our hobby is built on. And I love that shit. I love making deals and connecting one-to-one. We are being told and taught there have to be, you have to go to these other spots and these selling platforms to go buy these cars. You don't. You don't have to do that. You know why? If you build connections, build relationships, and gather information. You find the information, you can find the cards. I promise you. you got to be habitual. you got to be diligent, and it doesn't just come at you. Ask questions. The more you ask questions, and the more you source people, the more you reach out to people, the more you can get cards at a reasonable cost without dealing with the bullshit of fees Buyers' premiums, all this other crap. You don't have to deal with it. You really don't. You can go direct, and you can connect and find those people. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. There is a nurturing process. You got to build relationships. But isn't that what this hobby is all about? So I'm fired up to get that card. Shout out my man Drake. Also, got some other pickups coming my my way that I'm really excited about. One that I'll talk about that I posted uh, in my story, and I'll probably do a regular post on this, but. 99 Leaf Certified Marvin Harrison Mirror Gold out of 35. Good Lord, okay? So there was a seller on eBay. You can go check it out, find these cards. There's a bunch up there. He posted a bunch of these cards and I didn't own any of these cards. I sell the Marvin. And what he did was put these cards at auction, but then put a buy it now price. Now, I looked at this card and I was like, there's 35 copies of this card. God, it's gorgeous. God, this fits right into my Marvin PC of the type of Marvin cards that I want. And I thought to myself, the holiday season's busy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this, obviously. But I said to myself, you know what? Like The thought of not getting this card for what he has or she has the buy it now price to be right now would make me uneasy in the evening going to bed. I couldn't do this. So I smashed Ben on that thing, and I got that card back. Once that card came in hand, I was so freaking fired up. I was so fired up and it validated that purchase. And I think that is a set that I had never paid attention to until now. It's shiny, it's awesome. And that was a card that I'm so happy to get in my collection. I'm gonna send it off to grading. I'm gonna do all those things, but I'm really excited to add that piece. And another one that I'll I'll talk about here is the 2013 Select Hot Stars Prism Gold BGS 9.5, Andrew Luck. First year select, insert, gold, out of 10. I looked at this card and I was just like, this card rules. I love 2013 select. I never seen this card. I think to buy it now is reasonable. And I just smashed Ben. So buying season, we're here. Let's go celebrate, enjoy. The more we buy cards that we love, the stronger our connection with the hobby is. I'm out here buying, hopefully you are too. I want to close out this episode by talking about 10 things I'd love to see more of in 2022. I have been thinking about this and a lot of this stuff is probably stuff that I've mentioned throughout the history of this show, specifically probably in the last 12 months, but I'm going to run it right from the top and we're going to get in and we're going to get out. You're going to be off on your merry way. Number one, with a bullet. I've talked about it from the top of this episode, but more collector content. We saw a rise in collector content this past year, opportunities of people showing their passions, telling their stories, sharing information, showcases, IG posts and cards, mail days. Don't have to have a podcast. Don't have to have a YouTube channel. You have a phone. You have cards. Take pictures. Tell stories. I think the more that we can share our collector-driven content, the more we can help inspire and educate others and drown out all the other nonsense. That we're seeing on a regular basis. I don't know about you, but I've been intentional about curating my Instagram feed and it has been more exciting and more enjoyable than ever before. Number two, curation, sharing other people's stuff. I think one of the most important things that we can be doing in the hobby is to put other people over. It's not just about our players, our cards, what we collect. It should be about sharing other people's stuff. The more we share other people's stuff and put other people over, the stronger our hobby and collecting community gets. It should never just be about you. Find opportunities to share your friend's stuff, share stranger's stuff. The more we do that, again, the stronger this hobby gets, the stronger the collecting community gets. It's as simple as just putting a post up in a story. It's as simple as commenting, sharing. That's just something I would love to see more of. I think another thing I'd love to see more of is storytelling behind trades. I think we saw one on full display over this holiday season between MK Sports Cards and Waldorf Stories. And these, it was a massive trade. It was a one-card trade for a several-card trade. And the card that uh, Mike got was the green PMG Brett Favre. Amazing card. I saw this card at auction several months ago. I was like, that is, if I ever was a Brett Favre card to get, that would be the Brett Favre. Grant made the trade with him. And I don't know all the cards involved. I saw posts, a lot of different posts, but it was a, a, several amazing cards for one card. And they both did this great job of talking about the trade, talking about why they made the trade, and they both documented it. And showed sharing of the mail, sharing of the cards. And I just think we need more of that. There are so many amazing trades that go down in the hobby on a regular basis, and the more that we can tell stories about those cards and the why behind them, I think it makes for a stronger collecting community. I want more focus in 2023 around building and less mainstream stuff. I don't need the mainstream stuff. It's nonsense. A lot of it doesn't affect me, doesn't make any sense, but it's the loudest people with the biggest microphone. So all you need to do there is mute those people and follow them, do what you got to do. And, Cause I'm here and I want to see you and I want to see other people's people focus on building, building their collection, sharing the stories behind the cards. And I think the more people that are out here sharing the better off all the content and the hobby will be number five, wanting to buy, put out what you want to buy. I want to see more people do that. And I want to see more people sharing and helping those people. I'll tell you this, people are scared sometimes to put out what they want to buy because they're scared someone's going to sweep in, get it, and then try to sell it for more. I know that I've been back at this for maybe not as long as a lot of people, but anytime I put out the bat signal on a wanting to buy, I always end up getting the card. And I think more people need to do that. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Put out what you want to buy. Number six, exposure to new sets and products that don't get much love, but you love. I have. Gone down collecting rabbit holes because I see people that I love their collection talk about sets, cards, and why they love them. And that exposure to new products, new or old products that might have gone under the radar is a really good thing. So if you have a set, you have a product, you have something that you really dig, put it out there. The more we're doing that, the better. Think more cards, less talking heads. I don't need to beat this one into the ground, but that's my number seven. I'm here for the damn sports cards. I'm not here to watch narcissists try to put themselves over and sell you on something. We're smarter than that. Segmentation. I think the more segmentation and opportunities that we can focus, shrink our hobby seat down into uh, niche communities, the better we, we have. I saw, um, we'll put this out there, a little free plug here. Chicago Sports Card Gems, Midwest Vintage Cards put out 90s auctions and they're putting out Auctions of just exclusive 90s cards. And I saw that. I missed the first one, but saw it after the fact. And I just love that concept. I love the focus in on a specific era of cards. And the more people doing that, the better. This is number nine, focused businesses. More focused business needs need to pop up. Businesses that are out there to support the collector and not the mainstream. You got an idea, if you got a lot of passion, you think it can support the hobby, don't be scared. Entrepreneurship is a beautiful thing in the hobby and we should always be trying to support it. And finally, it is, I would love to see great and better experience. This is experience between collectors. This is experience between collector and hobby business. Support, service, experience is the world I live in. And it's not just a, once you become a customer thing, it's an all the time. It comes from first interaction with you all the way through your life cycle with your brand. I think we all have an opportunity create better experiences in the hobby that we can all be proud of and we can all be responsible for. I am going and going and going. I've got my coffee in me. I am fired up. I'm excited to share this episode with Mike talking about showcases on Friday. Hopefully you all had a really Merry Christmas and you got a Happy New Year coming out on the other side. Thank you for listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast and making this show your hobby content alternative. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you back on Friday with more Stacking Slabs podcast.